Hello everyone and welcome to It Is In Us Now, It Is In U.S. Now, a podcast that encourages deeper thought, inner reflection, positive vibration, benevolent opinion, and the proliferation of insightful constructive gems of information. I am your host, Gil C., bringing you this podcast from the ever-awakening U.S. of America, and am ever so grateful and ever so joyous that you can join in for today's podcast number 19 on this beautiful Sunday. Always happy for bright, beautiful, and warm weather, rather than rainy or cloudy and wet. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, my first thoughts today are leaning towards gratitude of companionship in all its forms, as you may well recognize. Relationships do take many guises. They could be in the form of colleagues, friendships, and family. Those are basically the optimal examples. (laughs) We need to remember to always be grateful for the time that is extended to and of each other. I guess perhaps this is a great lesson. Do we consider this time? You know, do we value it? Do we even recognize it? I think it becomes the tendency at times to take time, what we consider as time in this linear fashion of second after second, minute after minute, hour after hour. Uh, We tend to take for granted that it's there. And if you are like me, you've come to realize that it's already going to be June and January 1, 2018 actually feels like yesterday, literally. Where did six months go? So, do we recognize the time that we lend to each other? Do we see that, I guess, not only do we learn from the time that we spend with each other, but we also take You know, we take on each other's experiences, each other's attitudes, each other's behaviors, and each other's beliefs. I mean, we may not take on every aspect of these aforementioned traits of a person's individuality, but there is a recognition of the existence of that of others as we ourselves manifest everything to someone else when they spend time with us Um, and if they you know also are reciprocal because there are those relationships where one person needs all the attention one person needs all the expression or all the release and yes the person who is listening and the person who is present for that person that is most likely their purpose in that relationship but there are those relationships so yes be aware of that um but anyways we are mirrors for and of each other mirrors for and of each other this is a beautiful thing it is wonderful to know that in this existence the people who circle around especially those who circle around closely 
in our own um, existence or relationship ships they they are there because there is something that we needed to learn or express or help the other with and in turn so always be grateful to have those people in your life i know some personally who feel as though the intention of their life is to be in a form of solitude because there's no uh, I want to say there's not a recognition of how to be or exist but that doesn't seem right because as a human the person is existing <laughs> um, but why feel the need for solitude yes solitude does help us grow uh, solitude allows us to take the introspective road because there's nothing to bounce off of another there is nothing to gauge oneself uh, when it comes to being alone which is why it's good because if an individual is ready for that kind of self-awareness and interaction then solitude is the best thing and best place to find it there won't be any static of another energy you know if that energy has static so being amongst another is very beneficial being aware of the other is very beneficial Having that reciprocation with another is very reciprocal, is very beneficial, I'm sorry. Um, and being grateful of that time is very important. It's something that hopefully we all recognize. And if not, it's something that hopefully we will. So never take for granted the time that is spent with another. Whether it's merely from a uh, friendship standpoint whether it's from a colleague standpoint or whether it's familial uh, always be aware that that time is important for the development or recognition of something that has been placed on our path and that is my first thought for today heh go figure all right we're getting into uh and a topic that I have actually mentioned a little bit before, we did talk about um, that word that I don't like last week. And I might make another mention of that because intention has been coming up. Intention, intention, intention. What can we do as a human? What can we do as a human race? What can we do together? What can we do individually? All of that has been on my mind uh, the ability and the power of what our thoughts can do what focus can do what intention can do uh, the way that we can be aware of what others are thinking just alone based on influxes in voice and sound uh, which is why i don't know intention 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 it's just very powerful right now uh, but no we're going to talk about alkalinity and the importance of um or the meaning of or the significance of this word 
this is something that I did mention in the past couple of podcasts. It's something that I probably mentioned on the whole at various times when we talk about the body's alkalinity, the acidity, the pH level, etc., etc. This is going to be the main consideration for today, so let's get into it. Alrighty, so let's get into this discussion about alkalinity, about the body's alkalinity. Now, in the past, on various podcasts, I've mentioned alkalinity, and you may be wondering, well, what does he mean? Because the only time that a person talks about alkalinity or a pH level of anything is making reference to water or perhaps in some kind of chemistry class, which is where we learn about acidity, about base, you know, about pH levels. So naturally, I want to start this off with definitions. And when considering alkalinity, and yes, in water, it is the capability of water to neutralize acid. So when I look at the idea of alkalinity in a body, I see it as the capability of the body to neutralize acid or an acidic environment or to keep the environment from becoming acidic. Its ability to maintain a homeostasis where the environment has a low or perhaps non-existent acidity. I don't think that on the whole, with all of its functions, the body should be 100% free of acid because after all, it is the stomach's acids that break down food. But we're talking about Uh, the importance of maintaining an alkaline system for the most part. In the past, upon research, when I went from fluoride to preservatives to genetically modified foods to, uh, you know, when I've considered all of those things because I've always looked at the body like one thing I think ultimately I want to attain is some kind of uh, study in nutrition because I think that's where it's all at Uh, the way food is affects the body it's the fueling system of the body currently you know when you consider what food does once it's broken down and put into our system and the harm that food can do when it contains certain substances. So all of this surrounds itself with the idea of keeping a system alkaline. So why is it important for our body to maintain an alkaline system or to maintain its alkalinity? And the answer for that is very simple in that it's basically for our blood. Because our blood as a substance has an alkalinity between about 7.3, 7.35 to about 7.4, 7.45. So that is the normal range for our blood 
as far as the pH level is concerned. That means that it needs to maintain in that area in order to perform optimally, to perform at its highest function, in order for blood to do the job that it was designed and created to do for us as humans, for our system, it needs to maintain this pH level. Now, I mentioned earlier about the stomach being, uh, you know, having the enzymes that are acidic that breaks down the food. Well, the stomach's acidity is normally about 3.5. So let's look at the pH scale. Now, um, pH, it stands for potential of hydrogen. Um, I believe that is correct. Let me see here. Yes, the pH scale stands for the potential of hydrogen, which it runs on a level between 0 and 14. So if you're higher than a 7 on the pH scale, that is an alkalizing environment, uh, whatever it may be, an alkalizing substance. It could be, you know, the pH of a water above 7 is alkalizing. If it's less than 7, then it's acidic. And if it is 7, like 7.0, it is neutral. So that is our pH scale. That is, those are the levels that we're looking at. Now, it's important to note that the blood of our blood, I was going to say the blood of humans, but you know, our blood, it normally runs, it doesn't shift at all much. It, it Like I said, it runs between 7.3, 7.35 to 7.4, 7.45. Okay, that doesn't shift much at all. So, for example, if our blood pH was to drop to like a 6, that would quite possibly mean that we are in a coma. So just to keep in mind, that's just to give you a good scope of how it doesn't change that much. But it also shows you the importance of what like even a half, you know, drop to a whole drop, you know, numerically speaking or level speaking, like from a 7.3 to a 6.3, that would show you like how dire and how sensitive our system is when considering the pH level. Now, our blood is responsible for transporting oxygen, which is very, very important to everything in our body. Our every system in our body, you know, our muscles, the way our glands and hormones, like as we've talked about on prior podcasts, like the importance of like, you know, the... Um, the lymphatic system or the importance of you know any other system in our body i know we haven't talked about all of them and we are i mean we have time uh just to show you how important it is that we get that oxygen to those systems blood also transports nutrients and it transports other things that of uh, that um are the various systems in our bodies they communicate through you know different means of the body the blood transports you know those different chemicals hormones oxygen and nutrients you know it does a lot of stuff between systems and uh different organs in our body you know and receivers and senders and whatnot so for the blood level to change its pH level in every any variation lower than you know the 7.3 
it's starting to decline its its ability to serve us. So we need to be aware of how to take care of it. That's why it's so important to maintain the body's alkalinity. Now there are different things that um, show as a sign of a high acidic environment. Uh, they call it acidosis. So that's when the body's already gotten to a point where it can't filter out the acid. Now, the okay, so I guess before we go into those signs and symptoms, you know, you should also know that the kidneys are very important. They play a very high functioning role in, you know, releasing or excreting the acid in our system. As a matter of fact, they are one of the responsible factors or, or responsible, you know, uh, responsible uh what is the word i'm looking for uh they are involved in a very responsible and highly important way uh, <laughs> so uh we need to make sure you know once our kidneys cannot do that once we've overloaded our system then there i guess there are so many things that i should say to that fact because there are many things that can cause the high acid in our body it's not just i mean it, it yes acid forms through the foods that we eat it forms because of our environment it forms because of the medications it can form because of lack of sleep it can even form through the use of our muscles because as i learned in massage therapy you know acid is formed throughout the use of our muscles and that's what we call the crunchies like when you press down on a muscle and you feel that like that's like an acid buildup you know so we have to be aware of of our alkalinity just for those factors alone you know and, and things that you will notice okay the signs and symptoms of this acidosis or this high acid buildup in our bodies and our systems is generally form uh, recognized by headaches lethargy weakness or fatigue you know heavy breathing anxiety weight gain or weight loss arthritis diabetes um lower immune system functions uh, candida allergies heart problems even cancer you know uh and this is because a highly acidic environment tends to welcome things like fungus fungus flourishes and so they've linked certain studies have linked fungus or cancers being a an internal fungus you know eating at the body um so you you find this again in uh when we consider highly acidic foods and that's the the idea of a highly acidic food it, that is not the food in its form that's the food once it's in it's been digested it's the product byproduct of digestion i guess for the food that's the end result or the end content of the food is what makes it acidic or alkaline uh so highly acidic food would be like animal products uh refined foods processed foods and sugars so what you want to do is you want to find foods that are alkalizing you know foods that maybe already have that will have that high ph level once they are broken down and of course that's going to be found in foods that are more natural uh things like uh you know all vegetables really uh, but especially when they're green or they're raw so spinach lettuce you know kale uh romaine uh broccoli uh 
mushrooms and sprouts are good sources nuts and seeds almonds chia seeds onions garlic ginger spirulina uh, things, uh, th knowing what some of these do for you are, is good as well. Like ginger, for example, stimulates circulation, uh, cinnamon, it helps stimulate, um, the pancreas to produce the hormones that absorb the sugar, you know, uh, things of that nature help. It's, it's good to know, uh, another substance of a substance but you know a baking soda carbon a sodium bicarbonate that is a very good source of uh, uh alkalizing as a matter of fact i personally take like a half teaspoon in water every morning just to get my morning going apple cider vinegar again things like apple cider vinegar and lemons you know, they, they are acidic in, in, in nature, but when the body breaks them down, that's what we're looking at as far as the pH level is concerned. So even though it's an acidic item, you think of, you know, especially something like apple cider vinegar, high acid content, right? Like they say, oh, well, it's bad for your teeth. Well, you know, diluted correctly, it's not bad for your teeth at all. As a matter of fact, it's very healthy for your teeth. Um, but I mean, same goes with the idea of, of the acidity of it. So it's when it's broken down in digestion that we look at its pH level. So apple cider vinegar, lemon juice. I mean, they are actually very alkalizing to our system. So, I mean, that's just, that's kind of like the nutshell of this topic. You know, when I, I when I've thought, uh, I've wanted to consider talking about why it's important to have an alkaline body. And it's, it's the idea that we're keeping our system functioning at its highest optimal ability you know it's the idea that if the blood is doing all it's supposed to be doing or given the opportunity to do all that it needs to do and is supposed to do everything else will react and respond accordingly you know uh i just uh, when i think of an acidic system i think of like sap i think of like thick oil you know, running, think of like a car with like really thick overused motor oil, you know, or I don't know, just something of that nature, like thick moving tree sap. Like that's what I imagine the blood to be, like the veins just slowly pushing along that tree sap. And maybe I'm putting that out there. I don't know. I'm not trying to, but that's what I see in my head. And that's not what you should see. You should see Quick as lightning, running fast, optimal, moving blood <laughs> through your veins and your heart valves, <laughs> your hot chambers. So anyways, I mean, this is all to your health. It's to your blessing, um, this information that I find. And again, you know, I don't have any studies in this as far as like uh, formal education is concerned, but I do know how to read. I know how to look up information. I know how to be inquisitive. That is my nature. So this is where I find this information. Now again, in my on my life path and in my journey, I do want to take an official formal educated class on nutrition. You know, I, I really feel like ha, in the medicine field, it's something that should be the, the basic foundation, even though it's not taught from my understanding. Um, but nutrition is important. So, you know, once I get to that level of com comfort or uh, security financially, I, I would like to further my course in that direction. You know, beyond yoga. I, I got the Reiki and I got the massage therapy under my belt already, though. So that's good. 
two down two to go um okay so that is all about the body's alkalinity i hope you enjoyed the information hopefully you can put some to use remember everything should be done in baby steps don't go cold turkey unless you know you can some of us are disciplined enough to do that i know i myself personally have not given up the animal or animal byproduct i have in the past i have friends who strongly encourage it they do it for personal and uh, positive reasons uh, which I do recognize, but I, I, you know, I know I've been there, but just as has always been the case with anything in my life, um, I have to, I, I don't place any, uh, restriction or, uh, you know, I don't feel guilty about the experience. Rather, I think, how is it going to benefit me in its time, regardless of what the experience or a uh, hem substance may be, um, you know, how, how can I learn from it? Positive, negative, etc. Okay, well, that is all for this. <laughs>
as I find my path and lighten the way, I try and share what is recognizable and comprehensive with you. So, as I learn, you learn. As I teach, you teach, etc. Okay, you guys, that is all I have for today. I will stop and let you go on your merry way. I am very grateful for your listening ears. I am so grateful for your open minds and light hearts. As always, love, peace, joy, compassion, patience, gratitude, abundance, mercy, harmony, forgiveness. It is in you. It is in me. It is in us now.